10X is easier than 2X. There's only a few different ways that you can do it. How most people typically recruit, you're my sister, brother-in-law's cousin, you got a pulse, come on in, you're hired. It's not the right way to recruit. Recruiting is how we get A players, culture is how we keep them. Your team will either rise or fall to your standard. You have to do I'm here to talk to you about what it looks like to scale. This is gonna be valuable for you as you continue to grow and scale and also making your first hire. Before I get into that, I'll be very brief on who I am. Like Chris mentioned, I am the Chief Operations Officer here at Pineda Company, so I get to have my finger in just about everything uh, when it comes to all the different businesses that we own and operate. So this is Ryan's secret sauce. People, people are what allow Ryan to do everything that he's done, specifically in his real estate business, right? So Ryan was sales, Ryan was marketing, dispositions, project management, team management. He was everything. This is Ryan's second secret sauce. He asked three questions. This is also how you make your first hire, by the way. So this is gonna be the most impactful stuff for you guys who are solopreneurs and still trying to figure out, you know, um, this is literally the progression on how you make your first hire. What am I the best at in my business? What am I like the absolute, like really, you gotta be self-aware here. Like what do I do really, really well? What's my superpower? What am I the worst at? And what am I, what do I like doing the least? What fulfills me the least? And the most important one is how can I double down on my strengths and hire out my weaknesses? So what this means is, and I know Ryan mentioned it earlier, right? When you're, he's talking about like hiring and um, you have to have a good grasp on every aspect of the business. Absolutely. You should know marketing. You should know what dispositions looks like. You should know, you should have at least some, a general experience in what every single thing in your business requires. But once you know that, now you need to go out and hire out your weaknesses. There's a big misconception out in the entrepreneur world, right? I'm sure a lot of people have heard, you know, I need to improve upon my weaknesses. I need to work on my weaknesses. I'm not the most, um, I'm, I'm terrible at Excel. I'm okay at it, but it's not my thing, right? And I, will, I don't wanna get better. And what a lot of people do is they're gonna go watch Excel YouTube videos and go try to figure it out themselves. No, go hire a $5 virtual assistant that's created Excel and you can go do more of the thing that you need to do, right? The best entrepreneurs consistently let go of the 80% of busy work to focus on the 20% that is actually going to move your business forward. So you guys have all heard about the 80-20 rule, right? So this is kind of what takes it a bit of a step further. Um, remember it. 10x is easier than 2x. It's not a Grant Cardone book. Um, it is written by the same guy who has written uh, a few other really, really good business books. It's recently came out this year. It's actually a great, great business book. It's one of my favorite ones that I've read this year. Um, but the premise is, right, so how do I 10x my business? If you're going to 2x your business, meaning double whatever you're doing right now, there's a lot of different ways that you can do it. So the one way that you can do it is I just got to make more phone calls, right? I got to work harder. I got to spend a little bit more on paid ads. I got to just grind a little bit harder, right? That's how you're going to double your revenue. But if you're going to 10X your revenue, there's only a few different ways that you can do it. There's probably only one way if we're really going to be realistic, right? So that's the strategy that you need to focus on because you're going to increase your results that way, right? So part of the book too is, all right, you have 100% of your time. 
you need to remove yourself from the 80% of stuff and double down on that 20%. And here's the kicker. That 20% will change. So you need to be evaluating yourself and your business, right? The example that Ryan used previously was in his real estate business, that 20% initially was I'm going to go on all the appointments. I'm going to go hire a transaction coordinator. I'm going to go hire an inside sales agent to go make the phone calls for me. But I am going to now spend all my time going on appointments. Then when social media came around, he was like, you know what, guys? I'm no longer going on any appointments. I'm just going to make YouTube videos, right? That's painful. But that 20% changed for him. And obviously, it paid off. And you know, we know the rest of the story. But you need to be evaluating yourself and your business consistently, I would say at least every three months, and say, hey, has my 20% changed? What's the best use of my time? And what's painful for a lot of entrepreneurs is they will see a dip in their business. When Ryan hired out and he got a new salesperson in there, that salesperson wasn't as good as Ryan. He's brand new. So his business took a dip for a little while while they got trained up. And what usually happens is the business takes a dip and then the entrepreneur is like, oh my gosh, they're doing it terribly. Get out. I'm back in the business, right? You have to make sure that number one, you're providing right frameworks and structures to ensure that they're going to be trained up properly down the road. But you have to also be willing to accept that that person might be doing it at 80% of what you could have done. But that 80% productivity over here is going to be worth it for you to spend 100% of your time on that thing that's going to move your business forward. Make sense? So how most people typically recruit, you're my sister, brother-in-law's cousin. You got a pulse. Come on in, you're hired. Right. And that's what I've seen a lot with a lot of our entrepreneurs. Right. Obviously, that's not the right way to recruit. So how we recruit. Number one, we craft, we craft descriptive job ads. But I mean, this is essentially your lead magnet for any of you guys who are in sales. Like this is your commercial. If you're just typing up a quick job ad and you're posting it, it's it's not going to be effective. You guys aren't going to see the results because you're competing with people like us. You're competing with other people who are just being thoughtful with the things that they're putting into their job ad. And it's not that hard. You guys literally have a supercomputer with ChatGPT that can give you amazing job ads. And that's what we do as well. So what I do is I will outline everything that is required in that for that job. So um, their time requirements, their skill set, Everything that like I just outline my ideal person, I plug it into ChatGPT, say craft a creative job ad, they done. And then so we post that on all of our traditional places. This is also why a personal brand is extremely important because it's when with Ryan, we were hiring a media buyer right now. He posted a media buyer job ad and we had like 40 applications, right? Um, not everyone's going to be qualified, but it makes it so much easier. So for those of you guys who aren't posting on social, you absolutely should. It makes hiring, um, it's just an extra bonus as far, as far as I'm concerned. Obviously, there's big benefits to just like you had uh, the conversation with the Bokleys, right? You know, you're going to get private money. It's also a great recruiting tool as well. So craft a descriptive job ad. We put that out everywhere. So we put that on LinkedIn, um, Indeed, ZipRecruiter, all the standard places, and of course, our company website. Next, once we have our applications, I have what's called our phone vibe check. This is just where I'm checking in, uh, making sure that we're aligned. So we're looking at salaries. We're looking at, are they going to be a good fit? We're evaluating against our core values. Um, show of hands, who has core values for your business? 
Okay, very small amount. I talked to you about it yesterday um, or at, at the Wealthy Creator Workshop as well. Right. I'm going to talk more about our core values um, and why you guys need to define them in a little bit later in this presentation. But before I forget, essentially, right, if you guys don't define your core values, your employees are going to define them for you. Right. So ours, train daily, play fair, no ego, serve others, and then our top overarching one is faith. If you don't have faith in what we're doing as an organization, it's just not going to make sense because we ask a lot of our employees and we test a lot of things. We like, for example, this partner program, which has been so successful that it's only three months old. Right. And so getting somebody to buy in to say, Hey, we've only, we've been wholesaling just in Las Vegas very successfully for the last six months. Now you have to buy in. We're going to go nationwide. We're doing it and we're launching in a month. Right. It's, it's a big goal. It's a big ask. And then we onboarded 200 brand new students. So now we have to go take, take care of 200 brand new people. Right. That's a big ask for our employees. So you got to believe in the mission. Um, and that's you. We evaluate that on our vibe check. And it's a very simple question. I'm like, hey, like, what are your core values? And typically I'll get answers like hard work or honesty and integrity. And great. Very generic. But at least you got something. Right, that, that's a starting point. Typically, if somebody doesn't have a good answer for, for that core values question, they're not gonna be a good fit, right? That's all, I'm, that's all I'm looking for. So again, the vibe check is salaries, because I don't wanna waste anybody's time. So I wanna make sure that we're talking about pay immediately, even if it's a little bit of a range, um, I'm gonna talk about that on the first call. Some people wanna wait till the end. It doesn't make sense. Um, I, I've been in a bunch of interviews and if they don't tell me, if I, when I ask, like, it's not gonna be a good fit. Um, the predictive index for all of our all-star students, you guys do get access to this. You absolutely should go do it, take your predictive index if you haven't already. Um, the predictive, in, and I'm, I have a slide on it in just a minute where we'll, we'll get into it a little bit more. But basically what the, uh, the predictive index is, it's very similar to like a disc assessment, these other personality assessments that you guys see online. Um, but it's the most accurate one I have ever seen uh, when it comes to the corporate hiring and just... Uh, personality assessments in general, like it's spot on 90% of the, 99% of the time. Right. And what the predictive index says is, is this person capable of doing the job? Maybe, but will they be fulfilled in the job long-term? If it doesn't align, then probably not. Right. Because that, what, what I mean by that is I could go take care of Excel and I could go do things that I'm not predisposed to for sure. Am I capable? Yes. Will I enjoy that job long-term? No, right? Um, I, and so I will eventually leave, right? So this has been instrumental in us retaining our employees. Um, so we have a corporate account. Again, so all of our students, they get access to it. Um, but if you were to use it, I believe it is a paid service. I don't know what the cost is individually, but typically it's like at a company level, it is a little expensive. So that's why all of our students, they get access to it. They can just, they can use it as well. Um, cool. Then, like I mentioned, you measure against your core values once you're bringing them in for the in-person, um, interview. So after the vibe check, I'm, they take the predictive index. I bring them in for an in-person interview and then we're measuring against our core values. That's where we're getting deeper into like who you are as an actual person. Then if you guys don't take anything from this presentation, take this next thing, a skills assessment. You have to 
do some sort of skills assessment. Uh, this is going to save you. Obviously, core values are extremely important. I think you guys should take more than just one thing from the presentation, but hopefully the skills assessment. What I mean by a skills assessment is if you're a salesperson, I am going to give you my sales script and we are going to do a pretend phone call before I bring you on board. I need to make sure that you can actually do the job, right? If you are some sort of admin, I'm going to give you a bunch of data to go organize. If you're a marketing person, I want to go see all of your um, most your web design. I want to. I just need to see that you can do the job successfully, especially for those of you guys who are hiring your first hire, right? What's the worst thing that you can do is you take a chance on somebody, you don't really know how to hire people yet, and now you have to go train somebody who's inexperienced as well. You have to make sure that you're bringing somebody on that knows how to do the job. Otherwise, you're going to waste three months. Then we give our offer pretty straightforward there. Um, it's just, hey, does, does this align? These are the expectations. Are we good to go? Yep. Great. Sweet. So recruiting condensed. This is part of our wealthy business curriculum, by the way. So it's 130, 113 pages of everything that we talk about when it comes to hiring systems processes. So all of our all-star students, of course, get access to it. But basically, again, we figure out, do you have the desire to do the job itself? Then after that, behavioral assessment, that's a predictive index, um, skills assessment, and then mobility assessment is essentially the offer saying, hey, this is what your job looks like today. This is what a growth path for you looks like as well, assuming you keep doing what you need to do um, and continue to improve. Make sense? Cool. So the seasoning behind the secret sauce, great culture, right? So recruiting is how we get A players. Culture is how we keep them, right? So here are the keys to culture. Culture starts with you, right? Are you embodying your core values daily? And for all of you solopreneurs, what you guys need to do, actually, you know what? I'm going to take two minutes to write out what you want your core values to be, right? Take two minutes. So again, ours, if you want to steal some of them, train daily, play fair, no ego, serve others. What do you want your business to embody and what do you want to embody personally? These are the standards that you need to hold yourself to. Um, I said this at our creator workshop too, right? A lot of people will work harder for their boss than they will themselves, right? You need to treat your company like your own, like you're, you have a boss essentially, right? Your boss is your future self, right? So you need to make sure that you are holding yourself to the same standards that you want to hold your employees to and to the same standards that you want your future self to embody. Are you showing up for your team and serving them, right? Our core value is serve others. Because if you are not showing up and giving everything that you can to your employees, then how can you hold them accountable to hitting certain metrics and certain KPIs, right? Because one thing that I ask myself every time that an employee is not performing or we're not seeing the results that we want to see, it's like, did I do everything I could to put them in the best position possible to succeed. Meaning, am I working with them from a personal perspective? Am I providing them with all the tools, the frameworks? Have I over-communicated the things that I want them to do? Because what a lot of entrepreneurs do is they will um, they'll give them a sheet with a SOP and then you're off. Go, go do it. And then when they're not doing the thing that they wanted them to do, it's like, well, they're not doing it. I'm like, well, 
How many times did you sit down with them and communicate with them? People need to be told something seven times before they actually retain it, right? All of you are going to retain 10 to 20% of everything that we talk about. So hopefully you guys are taking good notes that you guys are going to come back to. But you have to treat that the same way with your employees. Um, you can't expect, them, expect to tell them once and then um, have them go do it. For those of you guys who have kids, how many times do you have to tell your kids <laughs> what to do, right? Probably every single day. You got to treat your employees like your kids. Are you investing in them? Are you providing them tools and resources to get their job done, right? If you're not the best salesperson, totally fine. Go get sales coaching, right? Um, on our all-star program and even our rookie program, we do sales training that a lot of our um, people who have employees, they just have their, their employees go show up to those calls, right? And even if it's not with us, go get Jeremy Miner. Go get whoever you want to be your sales guru. Go get their courses, Give them resources to go train, right? Um, Ryan pays for me to be in a COO coaching group, right? He is investing in his entrepreneurs, I'm sorry, in his employees um, to make sure that we're all achieving the right things, right? So we've invested in pretty much every single sales training thing that you can think of in the real estate world and just in the real world, we probably bought. Um, I know Noelle, our CFO, she's going through another like financial course right now too. We're always learning and improving trading daily. What do you allow? This one's huge. Your team will either rise or fall to your standard, right? And that kind of comes back to what we were talking about earlier with our, with culture and your core values, right? What do you allow in your personal life? And what are you going to allow in your business? Because your employees, and I'm sure like I've, I've worked at places where I know what I can get away with. Your employees know too. Another one of my favorite quotes is, every day is an interview. Every day, your employees are analyzing you, whether they know it or not, and vice versa. Every day, your clients, your prospective, whoever you're working with, they are analyzing, you guys are analyzing me, and I need to show up, and hopefully I'm doing the best that I can do to my ability to share all the knowledge that I have, right? And so every day, you got to show up for your team and you have to show up for yourself. Next are our quarterly team reviews. So somebody might make it into the organization, but we have to always be analyzing and making sure that they still uphold the things that we're looking for. So another quote from Ryan, this is kind of from our sports background. We're not a family, we're a team, right? We are all pushing towards the same engine, but just like a GM in a sports organization, we're taking a look at our roster every quarter at a minimum. With how fast we move, it's like every week. Um, but we review three things. Number one, are they meeting their KPIs? Very, very, very simple, straightforward. Are they just doing the job effectively, right? That's step one. Are their personal goals aligned with the company's goals? Being a wealth creation slash real estate organization where we teach people how to go make money and make seven figures in real estate, um, what tends to happen sometimes, especially with some of our salespeople, right? Um, they do really well for themselves and now they want to go do it on their own. Amazing. We wish you all the best, uh, but you're not going to be continuing to work here because you're no longer, you're, you're doing stuff on the side or, or you're no longer focused on what we're doing full time. And that's happened a few times with our employees. And it's amazing. Like we still have amazing relationships with them, but they are no longer aligned with what the company's goals are. On the flip side, 
right? I, we have quite a few people who have still purchased rental properties with us. I know uh, Susie's in the back. Some of you guys have spoken to Susie. I think she's on her eighth door as an employee. She's not a salesperson. Um, and so she's doing really, really well. We have other people who have two rental properties, five rental properties, and they still work here because their personal goals are still aligned with the mission of the company, which is amazing. Um, and then do they still align with their core values, right? Because this happens very often where at some point something changes. They might've aligned in the beginning, but something just isn't clicking anymore. And again, all good, but you, we have to make the decision that no, we are just gonna have to part ways. We review against this chart. This is also from our Wealthy Business course. Um, and so for you guys, essentially, we rate everybody on a one to three basis, right? If they are a one in potential, and, and then Josue, just make sure if uh, we have it, the slide up for the virtual people. Um, we have potential and performance down here at the bottom. If they are a one in potential and a one in performance, bad hire, get rid of them, right? If they are, we'll say a three in potential, meaning these guys are really, really smart, really, really talented, but they're not performing. We might have to need, need we might need to set expectations for that person. Essentially, um, if they are like a, a two and a two, they're a core player. We'll keep you, and you know we're just going to keep trying to coach you up to get you to that three out of three. You're an all star. You're going to keep rocking where you're at, or we're going to do our best to promote you at some point. Then we have a. An, uh, three in performance, they're grinding, they're making hundreds of dials on the phone, they're doing every little thing that you need them to do, but they don't have a ton of potential long-term. There are workhorses. They're great. They're staying in the business. They're going to keep on rolling and we're just going to keep them motivated and excited and happy. If you're not hitting your call metrics, right? Like that's where somebody right here, like they're not, they're not getting sales. They're not hitting their call metrics. We're putting them on a performance plan with a timeline. Hey, within the next two weeks, we need to see X improvement in order for you to stick around with the company, right? Two weeks is kind of harsh for us, but uh, well, two weeks in general, it's kind of harsh. Typically, you give them a month or so, but for us, we like we got to see some results from you pretty quickly. Cool. Um, just a quick note, uh, I'm going to breeze through the rest of this, but uh, paid a com company culture from an employee. So I asked somebody, hey, can you write some notes and just tell me like well, why, what you think of our, our culture? Right. So um, inclusion recognition, we do weekly team lunches. We're celebrating wins. Ryan does a weekly all hands with the entire company every Monday um, where we're shouting people out, keeping people accountable, all that good stuff. Um, we have um, wealthy <laughs> fitness. So we have a, a channel, it's a 75 wealthy where everyone's just been posting their like workouts and stuff. Just, um, and, and the employees did that by themselves. We, we didn't set anything up on, on that end. Um, unlimited PTO. We're doing company trips for those of you guys coming to Cancun with us. We also take all of our employees. Um, so they get to go do all that. Um, and then quarterly workshops, events for them. And also they get to they, they love this stuff too, right? It's a, it's a nice combination of all the work to see everybody in a room. Um, and then, like she mentioned, we also invest a lot in our people, right? So all of our leaders have access to leadership coaches and other um, resources to help them improve um, all their skills. And then this is somebody, uh, Joel, basically he's like, hey, I'm already super busy, but um, if you have any more stuff for me to do, I can easily handle the workload. That's somebody who's engaged, excited, asking for more work. That's how you know that you have a good culture is if people are like, hey, I want to do more with you guys, right? Typically, a lot of people are like, they're either happy with the workload that they have 
or they are shying away from new responsibilities, new opportunities. Um, so that's something that we're extremely proud of. Um, so Ryan, after people. He's living the wealthy way, right? So he's he always, always, since he's big, started his businesses, he's been gone by five o'clock. Um, actually, that's not true, not always, but for the last, I say, like two and a half, three years, he's out of the office by five every day, back home with his kids. He's golfing most Fridays. Um, and it's the same for all of our employees too. Um, not the golfing on Friday, but, um, you know, there, we do our best not to make our employees work past times that we wouldn't expect ourselves to work as well. And, but the good news is we have a lot of people who do end up working on Fridays and Saturday, uh, on Saturdays, um, weekends because they're engaged and, you know, they want to. He took two weeks off to spend with his newborn. He actually just took another week off. Um, part of it was work, part of it was fun. He went to Disneyland with his family. Um, and then he went to go do a bunch of speaking engagements uh, for like a week and a half. And the business is still here. And then, you know, he's only spending a few hours per week on his real estate business. Like he mentioned earlier, it, it's true. I mean, and a few hours per week is a stretch. Um, you know, there are certain weeks where he doesn't do anything with the real estate business. Lately, with the new partner program and rolling everything out, he's been a little bit more active. But historically, he's only spending like 30 minutes to an hour every single week on the business, right? Because we have Monty who runs the day-to-day. -day. He is actively engaged, then connect with me, and then eventually Ryan jumps in when he needs to.